Okay, good morning. Good morning, everybody. 909 WTIC News Talk 1080. This is the Will Marotti Show. Your host, Will Marotti, Matt Sorace, our master of ceremonies. And, uh, of course, you, our beloved radio audience. Uh, man, kind of kind of gloomy out there today, huh? I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know what I, I really wasn't expecting anything, but for some reason, I, I guess I was internally, secretly inspecting sunshine today. I, I don't know what was wrong with me. Um, but we're not gonna we're probably not gonna see a lot of sunshine today. Maybe later this afternoon. L- late later this afternoon, see some sunshine. But it's better than you know. It's better than complete total torrential downpour. So I guess I guess I'll be happy with that. Um, good show today planned for you. Chris Powell, ten thirty five. All things Connecticut. Uh, I got a lot of stories to talk about. A lot of things, big things, big things this day in history. We'll talk about in a moment. And of course, your calls, 860-522-9842, always, always so vitally important to the success of the program, caller-driven show. And um, I've got some things that I'll share that I've been talking about for a year and a half, and I've had people criticize me about and send me nasty emails from Simsbury. <laughs> And uh, and I, and I'm right, you know. And again, I'm not a, I, I'm not saying that because I, I think I'm all that all that smart, or I'm just kind of intuitive, um, and and I'm able to interpret um, signs. I think of things that are coming down the pike, so to speak. All right, hey, it's nine one, it's nine eleven. Let's take a moment for a nine one one call to God for help, shall we? Let's gather our thoughts together. Heavenly Father, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we thank you. We thank you. We praise you. We owe you a, a tremendous debt of gratitude for another day of life, day to wake up, function, uh, move about, do whatever we have to do, things we want to do, things we love to do. We're grateful for that. We're grateful for all the blessings in our life, family, friends, people care about us, people we can care about it, back about. Um, of course, your grace, your mercy, your forgiveness, your patience, the promise of uh, a hope in heaven for eternity for all who will come to you. Grateful for that, Lord. Grateful for the beautiful planet that you've made. You created earth for our pleasure and enjoyment, but you've also given us the responsibility of management and stewardship to take care of it. <clears throat> Help us to take that seriously. <clears throat> Thank you, God, that we, uh, we still have, still have a free country. And uh, good things happening all around us, challenging things happening around us as well. But it's, it, it, it's it, as long as you're in control, and you're in control always, we're going to be okay. And we get that, and we understand that. And so I am grateful. I'm grateful that um, you watch out for your, your people, your children. I'm grateful for that, God. Thank you, God, for all the people who serve protect and defend us. We think of our first responders, law enforcement, firefighters, protect them, bless them, care for them, watch over them, help their families. Uh, certainly all the men and women in our armed forces, we're so grateful for their protection and service, their families as well. All of our, all of our veterans who've served military or, or law enforcement veterans, firefighter veterans, we're so grateful for those folks. Lord, I want to pray for folks in our audience today. There's some people struggling with illness. Uh, I know, and uh, I pray, God, that you give them patience, comfort, and ultimately healing. Those that have uh, continued to suffer 
grief of a loss of a loved one, we pray that you'd bless them and comfort them, God. Help them through this time. Let your let your presence be felt. We pray for those that are struggling relationally with issues of divorce or problems with kids or problems with parents. Lord, we just pray that you'd help them. Give them wisdom to find the right solutions, the right path to take. Uh, we're grateful, God, grateful for all you do for us. And uh, we give you thanks for TIC. Thanks for being on the air today. Somebody said it yesterday. I say it all the time. We thank you for TIC, that we can freely come and, and discuss and, and relate and debate. And we're, we're happy for all that. So thank you, God. Help us take us wisdom, clarity, guidance. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You can, I'm happy to receive your amen. Can I get an amen out there? Happy to receive amens, by the way. Social media, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, same handle, all four accounts. You can email me, Will Marotti, M-A-R-O-T-T-I, Will Marotti at yahoo.com. That's for you, Morgan. Um, just just uh, email me. And I, and I thank you for emails. You send me stories, complaints. <laughs> Uh, encouragement and all the amens that come through. So thank you, thank you, thank you. They 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 don't go unnoticed. I may not be able to reply, reply to all of them, but but they are certainly seen every day that we're on the air that you uh, support us. So thank you so much. All right, let's see. <clears throat> what I want to talk about first. Now again, I've been for a year and a half saying, oh, you know, be, everybody got into a false sense of security because the COVID money was so everybody COVID money was flowing everywhere. Well, it wasn't real money. It wasn't real money. It was fake money. It was money printed that we don't have, didn't have. And I've been saying for a year and a half that our economy is extremely fragile. I got, I've got some criticism for that, which I, I welcome. Well, here's two more companies. Dropbox. Some of you use Dropbox. It's a computer program that, uh, I mean, I have it. I don't use it a lot because I don't, I don't have to do that kind of stuff, fortunately, very often. Um... um that was, um, yeah, it, it's a graphics thing. You you share graphics and stuff. Anyway, Dropbox laying off 16% of its staff. And here's why. Here's why. Slowing growth due to the era of AI. AI already starting to impact people's jobs. And it will. It will continue. Listen, listen, I said this. When you kept playing around with the minimum wage. Oh, we need a living wage. Minimum wage was never intended to be a living wage. Minimum wage was intended to be a starter wage for people out of school. High school kids, college kids. That's what it was intended for. Low-income people. Lower-income people. People looking to get a start. Their first job. Their first job, right? And I said, you keep messing with that, you're going to lose jobs. Why? Because just what McDonald's has done. McDonald's said, you know what? We don't need people. we got kiosks. And all over the country, there's McDonald's with kiosks and half the people in McDonald's. Why? Because the machine can do a better job than you can do. Well, this is what's going to happen with AI. AI is going to – I've got an AI project going right now. And I'm, I'm quite astonished, actually, at how accurate and clear AI is in, in writing documents. It, it's pretty amazing, really, when you think about it. Well, here it is. So they're, gonna lo- they're losing um, – um, SEC filing, this is Dropbox, SEC filing noted that they'll incur charges of approximately 37 to $42 million in connection with the layoffs that will begin on May 4th. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now, here's another company, you know, Lyft. Lyft, what's Lyft? Lyft is like Uber. Is that what Lyft is? 
Uber was smart. They, Uber uh, branched out into other, diversified. Well, Lyft not so much, and now Lyft is laying off 1,072 people. New CEO David Rishner began this this month. Uh, previously, Lyft laid off 13% of its workforce in November. Now, stock is down 9% for Lyft this year, where Uber is up 17%. Why? Because they diversified. They have other things going on. So there's there's two companies. Two companies, they're laying folks off, as I have sadly predicted over the last 18 months. All right, this day in history, May 2nd. Are you ready? Let me see. Raise your hand out there. Are you ready? Raise your hand. Come on, come on. Okay, I see those hands. May 2nd. This is a huge. This is first one is gigantic. 1611, the King James Bible published in London. It was the third translation of the Bible into English. Took seven years complete to complete. King James is one of the best-selling versions of the Bible in history. Now let me just give you some Bible trivia, okay? First of all, the Bible is the number one most printed, most published, most sold book in the history of the world without a close second. Of course, now there's all kinds of electronic versions. I use one every day called Uversion. It's a free, <clears throat> free resource. Gives you a reading plan that you, if you do, if you read a little bit every day. I use what's something called the One Year Bible in that in that Uversion. Um, if you read a little, 15 minutes a day, Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms, Proverbs, you get through the entire Bible cover to cover in a year. Very helpful. Very helpful. Read it every morning with Will before he goes to work. My son, our son. The Bible is, even now, today, forget electronic versions, it's estimated there's somewhere around 7 billion Bibles in circulation on planet Earth today. That's how important the Bible is. Change the world. And I'll tell you, I was shocked, completely taken aback by a History Channel program a couple, several years ago. They're talking about the most important thing ever invented or ever, ever produced on Earth. The most important, I was like, well, inventions and stuff, can openers, things like that. Number one, number one. You know what the most important thing ever invented on Earth? According to the History Channel, the Bible. The Bible's the most important thing ever, ever produced on planet Earth. Isn't that amazing? All right, 1863, Stonewall Jackson was wounded by friendly fire. It was a shot him in the butt or something. I don't know. Um, Oh no! I'm sorry. He died a week later from the from the, from the wounds from complications. Uh, wounded. Uh, we just talked about the Battle of Chancellorsville yesterday, right? Well, that's where he got shot by his own people. Battle of Chancellorsville ended up dying. Uh, Stonewall Jackson dying of the of the of the wounds. 1920. The Negro Baseball League played its first game. The league was organized by Rube Foster, the owner of the Chicago American Giants. Seven other teams. I guess he was pretty wealthy. Negro League opened uh, throughout the Midwest and played until 1931, including teams like the Kansas City Monarchs and the St. Louis. Of course, the mo- probably the most famous player. I don't know this, but I think the most famous player came out of Negro it was Satchel Page. And the thing was funny about Satchel Page, nobody knew how old he was really was. So he played for years. He, he probably played into his some thought maybe even 60 by the time he actually retired. I mean, amazing, amazing. 1945, the Red Army, that would be Communist Russian Soviet Army, captures Berlin. Patton was right. We should have fought him when we had all the people over there. 
Patton was prophetic. Patton said, listen, you're going to have to face him at some point. You might as well do it now. Would we have listened to Patton? The world would have been different today. Um, let's see. 1955, Tennessee Williams uh, wins a Pulitzer Prize for his play Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. That's cool. On this day in 2000, GPS access is made public. The global positioning systems incorporated a feature that added international uh, errors to all levels except military. International errors. Oh, intentional errors to all things except military ones. Feature was intended to prevent enemies, including state actors and terrorists, from using civilian GPS to pinpoint guided weapon systems. Hmm, okay. 2011, this is, this is one of the biggest things here. Osama bin Laden killed by U.S. Special Forces. Osama bin Laden, the mastermind between September 11th, 2001 terrorist attacks on World Trade Center Pentagon, had escaped uh, U.S. control for some time and was found in the mountains of Tora Bora. And um, he was uh, located, oh, he was living in uh, Pakistan. And again, I don't know why we're under any illusion that Pakistan is our friend. I know Sharif's going to get probably mad at me for saying that. But here, they you can't tell me that they didn't know, the government of Pakistan didn't know the number one terrorist of all time was living in Pakistan for years, unfettered. And so he was located by a CIA force of Navy SEALs, and they assassinated him during a nighttime raid in his compound. That's all that May 2nd, this day in history, May 2nd, a lot of things going on. King James Bible and, and Osama bin Laden. 860-522-9842. Give us a call. Um, let's take a break, Matt. A couple commercials, pay some bills. We'll be right back. Open the phone lines. Take your calls. Love to hear from you today. Will Marotti Show right here. WTIC News Talk 1080. Just give a couple amen shout outs real quick here. Rob K, Judy P, Greg P, Mark and Susan C, thank you. Sharik, thank you. Monica from North Carolina, thank you. Mary from Middletown, thank you. Jeff L, thank you. Doreen, thank you. Mike Mal, thank you. Uh, Patricia W, thank you. Dora, thank you. Christina I, thank you. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you for your amen support. Appreciate it very much. We're going to have open phone lines um, until 1030, at which time will we'll, we'll be news. And then uh, Chris Powell, all things Connecticut, joining us. Uh, thank you, Gene. Amen. Um, Gene's one of my most faithful amen responders. Okay, first responders to amens. That's, I like it. Let's see what we have, what others we have here. We have some others coming in. Mark K., thank you. for This is all LinkedIn stuff. Mark K., thank you. Lori L., thank you. William M., thank you very much. Uh, I missed Berta yesterday. Berta F., thank you also, LinkedIn. Um, uh, LinkedIn. So you guys are great. I, I just, I, I love the fact that you respond, and um, I would really love the fact if you guys would call. I know, I know. It's harder thing, Cheryl F., thank you. Mark, thank you. Homer, thank you. Barry S., thank you. Scott O., thank you for your amens coming in on Instagram. I'll try to give some more later, but, I mean, just there's a lot of them, and I can't, uh, I can't get to all of them, but thank you. Thank you so much. Bob, thank you. Amen. 
I'm just game mode. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Woo. All right. We'll take a break for commercial news. We'll be back. Your call is 860-522-9842. Going to talk about a little battle between Chuck Todd and Vivek Ramaswamy about gender confusion. We'll talk. We'll, we'll hear that when we get back. This is the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back, uh, 937. Um, we had a little debate. I'm going to play some audio for you in this half hour. Um, there's a little debate between uh, over the weekend on Sunday, Meet the Press, with um, presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, who I've had on the show several years ago, and, uh, and Chuck Todd. And, uh, you know, a topic of gender. And, and typical, typical, you know, News broadcaster using the talking points probably doesn't understand the topic very well. You could tell by the things that he said, and and kind of going after Ramaswamy. And Ramaswamy stood his ground. So we're gonna we're gonna hear that in a little bit. So uh, stay with us for that. Uh, also, now this I don't know that this is such a. It, it's not like an earth shattering news story. The only reason it is is because it was a Supreme Court justice that talked about it, and uh, this is uh, Justice Samuel Alito providing identity, uh, doesn't provide the identity central figure who did the biggest, you know, leak in Supreme Court history. Remember last year that the, the Dobbs decision, which is the, uh, the, the landmark altering Roe v. Wade decision, um, was leaked. And it, and it gave, it, it did a few things. It, it certainly... It certainly gave um, Democrats time to really rev up things and, and be, get people crazy about abortion. And, um, and abortion has become now a huge issue, uh, election issue, right? Uh, when it happened, I don't know about you, but I, I certainly didn't think, and, and I don't think any rational common sense person thought that it was like a Republican who leaked it or, you know, a conservative who leaked it. And um, Alito talks about that. Of course, they did a big investigation. John Roberts said, you know, we're going to investigate. And, and nothing, nothing was, at least to this point, nothing has been revealed. Nothing has been found out. Um, and, and Alito says um, that it wasn't, Justice Alito says the marshals did a good job with resources that were available and agrees that the evidence was insufficient. Why did, of course, I know, I, I, I was going to say, why didn't we have the FBI do the investigation? Well, because the FBI, unfortunately, is probably compromised as well. Um, I, I personally have a pretty good idea who was responsible. This is, this is just, look, I personally have a pretty good idea of who's responsible, but that's different from the level of proof that's needed to name somebody. He said about the motive, though. It was part of, a, of an effort to prevent the Dobbs draft from becoming the decision of the court. So they ab absolutely tried to intimidate the court by leaking the draft so that they wouldn't come out with a decision. Guess what? They did anyway. The leak, Alito argues, uh, came from an escalating campaign of political intimidation targeting the judiciary and the Supreme Court in particular. That the left has been playing the court 
uh, for some time. Trying to castigate it politically, he says. Activists use intimidation tactics to argue that only certain outcomes of cases offer or confer legitimacy, in, but in any disagreement, the response also adds to the evidence of the legitimacy. So, you know, as, as hard as they push and cry and complain, maybe it was the right decision, right, is what he's saying, basically. So we don't have any information. We don't know who it is, what happened, but Alito says he's got an idea of who did it. I would just say it. I would just come out with it. 860-522-9842. Here's a unsettling story. Um, almost a third of the nurses in the United States are considering leaving the profession after COVID-19 left them feeling overwhelmed and fatigued. A survey of 18,000 nurses that was conducted in June, I showed it on Monday, this, this past Monday. 30% of the participants are looking into quitting their career. That's up seven points from 2021. The survey also shows that 36% of nurses continue to plan on working in the sector but may change workplaces. An emergency room nurse takes a break. Uh, okay, that's uh, no, that's nothing. The survey showed that uh, various charge, changes needed, 69% of nurses seeking in, uh, salary increases. 63% um, say they're seeking safer working environments. Okay. Can you imagine what would happen to healthcare in this country? We already have a doctor shortage. There's already a doctor shortage. Can you imagine what would happen in this country if we lost a third of the nurses? I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard. It's hard to imagine. I'm curious if you're if if you're a nurse, do you feel that way? Do you feel like have you felt of leaving or or, or abandoning that profession? Um. Yeah, I mean, I know nurses really run the show. Doctors come in, they make their little visit, and they, you know, they look in your throat, they listen to your heart. Oh, okay, fine. I mean, you know, I've never, I had one of the best doctors, I think, in the history of medicine, and he, and he left. He left private practice. And I was so heartbroken when he left because um, I never felt rushed with this doctor. I never felt... Um, like I was asking dumb questions. I, I, I always felt like he was there for me. He was willing to answer my questions. He was willing to, um, you know, be thorough. I never felt rushed versus the doctor I had prior to that. And I had this doctor for like 10 or 11 years, 12 years. He got out during COVID and, and, and went into something else. I mean, he's still practicing medicine, just not in a private practice. Um, the guy I had before that was just, I mean, I'm lucky if I got five minutes with him. And and I always seemed like I was putting him out to ask any questions. So so doctors are, all, you know, that's already an issue. Oh, it's always been an issue, but now there's a lot less doctors. But can you imagine if, the, if a third of the nurses retire? Oh, my gosh. Or leave nursing? I mean, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I don't know. Um. Let, let's take a quick break. I see the calls coming in. Matt's going to get caught up on those calls. Uh, let's take a quick break. Commercial, we'll come back. We'll take your calls. 
and uh, and and we'll listen to this 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 little exchange between Chuck Todd and, and Vivek Ramaswamy also. All right, uh, Will Marotti Show WTIC. We'll be right back. Commercial break. We'll be right back. Take your calls. Back to the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. All right, welcome back. Uh, 9.48, let's go to right to the calls. Let's go to Hartford. Sharik, welcome to the program. Oh, hi. Good morning, Pastor. How are you? Wonderful. What's on your mind? Well, uh, you know, as you, as you said a couple of minutes ago about the Pakistan-U.S. Uh, relations, but th- first, thanks a lot for taking my call. Yes. The, you yes. know what? Uh, you, 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 about Osama, I'm, I'm glad he's gone, first of all. The second of all, if you, uh, I don't think so, Pakistan uh, uh, didn't know about it. I think so, they knew. But I know uh, that it would have been impossible for Pakistan to kill the guy because it would have created a lot of uh, problems in Pakistan because he, he has become like, he became like a religious leader beyond religious leader over there. So that was, the, I think so, they were like, the, he, he was bottled up. If you read Seymour Hersh, account of the whole episode you, you yeah. maybe i don't know i don't think so that he's 100 percent right but he's not 100 percent. i mean like 80 uh, percent right now pakistan blame that at the time of 9-11 osama uh, was in afghanistan the how come you let him escape from tora bora so but that's that's a uh, you know mm-hmm. it's a one person and how you can uh, how you can stop? Well, I think so. In a practical point of view, it would have been possible to for Pakistan to kill the same as Ayman al Zawahiri. Mm-hmm. You know, the, a couple of months ago, he, according to all the information, that that he was um, uh, outed by Pakistan. He was killed in uh, Afghanistan somewhere, mm-hmm. standing on a balcony or something. The point I'm making is this: the whole relationship in, over there is uh, in flux. United States is a is a is a, is a the world power and all that. It's not that Pakistan is not an ally or a friend. I think so. It, it, they are, but this United States has uh, has left Pakistan in a way because you know they have other things to do. I mean, they, they, they you know they have uh, they have India over there now. They are trying to have a coalition against China. There's a lot of things going on over there. So Pakistan, the Pakistan utility as a geostrategic location because of location in the, uh, next to Central Asia and yeah. other things. Yeah. They, have ca- they have cashed it for a long time and they, uh, they, uh, they, can't, uh, they can't cash it anymore in, in a lot of views. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, uh, you know, still, Pakistan is still an ally. It's called a non-NATO ally. Uh, designation is still there. I mean, uh, but it has lost its luster, you know, in the, like during the Afghan war, during the 60s and all that. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know that's what. So I think so. Right now, it's a, it's a, everything's in a flux, meaning that Pakistan has to decide where, which side they are going to go. United States has to has to has to has tried to uh, have a coalition um, against uh, China and Russia and all that. Mm. But you know the, the, the former Prime Minister Imran Khan visit to Russia just on the eve of Ukraine war probably led to his downfall which uh, the the picture and everything was not good you know yeah 
That's what I think. But uh, well, you know, again, I, I, I don't think don't they'll know. be able to... The reports were that I've read over the years that Bin Laden was in Pakistan for some time. It wasn't yeah, yeah. like he, he just was, popped he in. Was, so I'm was, not expecting the Pakistanis to kill Bin Laden. But why couldn't they have told us he was there earlier? Why did we have to find them? I think so. The, the, the Pakistanis knew because he was he, he was not running around or going back and forth to Afghanistan. They, they were, he was bottled up. There, nobody's going to admit to anything basically over there, you know. Yeah. So, uh, but I think that if you read Seymour Hearst, that's pretty close to account that they knew, and then uh, they said, "Oh, we can't kill the guy. You, you come and kill him." That's I don't know. If that's true or not. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe uh, Mister. Well, the guys, uh, President Obama knows what they have going on. Or maybe uh, President Biden, too. Yeah. But, you know, uh, so uh, anyway, uh, well, you you basically asked for my call, so I no, did no, call. No, I, I knew you were, yeah, I knew you'd be listening, or I, 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 yeah, I, I felt I, you'd no, be I listening. No, I listened in the no, morning. Well, and my aim is to, I always said amen, you know, that, that's very nice of you, and uh, I believe in prayers, and uh, I think that we should pray more for Ukraine war to end. And at least Russia have a ceasefire. Russia stopped yeah. bombing the civilian targets. You know, mm-hmm. that's really horrible. You know. Well, I, I so, and I, I wish somebody would take Putin out. I wish we could. I wish someone would take him out. And and of course, who's to say that the replacement wouldn't be worse than the person there's there presently, right? So you never really know. Shrek, thank you for your call. I appreciate it. Let's go to the Southern Command, Rudy, Florida. Rudy, welcome. Oh, what a mess we have, Pastor Will. What what um, what mess? What mess? <clears throat> what mess? Where do, you, where do you want me to start? Um, well, where we, where we, what did you call about? Well, first of all, do you realize on the 11th that uh, the COVID measures for the border are expiring and they're going to get easier under Title 14 under Biden? Yeah. Yeah. So there's 15,000 Haitians holed up for the last year right across the border from Brownsville. Mm-hmm. They will be able to do a one-on-one plead their case. In the past, We've been letting all these Central Americans in, but if you were trying to sneak in from another country, you got flown back. Mm-hmm. Haitians have been getting flown back. Dominicans have been getting flown back because their country's technically stable in the, the U.S.'s eyes. Now they're going to get a chance to come across. In other words, the invasion is going to get bigger. Yeah, yeah. And no, it's huge... going to get worse until we get a new president, but, or you know, or until we're not getting a new president. I don't, I don't, we're going to get stuck with another Biden or Newsom. Nope, it, I refuse it, to believe it. You, you remember Andrew McCarthy? You and um, mm. Jim Bicevich used to have him on all the time. Sure. He posted an article yesterday. I can forward it to you on Twitter. Okay. But he basically lays out the reason why Trump has zero chance of winning. And he's going to get the nomination. All I, how soon people forget. Do you remember in 2016, Trump had less than a zero chance of winning. People were saying Trump wouldn't win a single state. It was going to be a Hillary landslide. No possibility of Trump winning. It was zero chance. Everybody, the well, uh, New York Times gave Hillary a 98% chance of winning the election. So, you know what? Yeah, I guess, but it's There's, been done before. There's a bunch of changes. There's mail-in ballots now. Yeah, they had mail-in there's, ballots before. There's a pile of indictments on him. There's a pile of civil civil stuff on him. And nothing that thrown at him stick has stuck since. I know, yeah, but independents aren't supporting him. The polls are showing that independents aren't supporting him. So, I mean, he can't get the independent vote. He's not getting the Democrat vote. We don't have enough Republicans. Like, And the party's splintered. Yeah. It's sad. It's sad the fight between uh, 
Trumpers versus uh, anyone that likes DeSantis. Well, again, who knows? Who knows if Trump is the nominee? I mean, there's there's no guarantee. It's a year and a half. There's no guarantee Trump's the nominee. Maybe somebody comes out of nowhere. Maybe a, a Bill Clinton or a Barack Obama Republican comes out of, comes out of the, the woodwork, and we don't even know who it is yet. I don't know. I I'm just not ready to throw it in yet. I'm not ready to wave the white flag. I'm not saying throw it in, but it it, it doesn't look good right now. And everyone's just following all these distractions about a bunch of garbage going on in this country instead of focusing on the worst. I, I mean, I, I, I've said it before, like people need to call their congressmen yeah. instead of complaining. I mean, like the price of gas is going up. Yeah. And I was talking to a couple of members in the TIC room and like we, we've been to the grocery store. When's the last time you saw spare ribs available? Oh, I don't know. I, Literally, I, I really I've been to the grocery store twice ribs. in a week and there's no spare ribs and they're doing like different cuts of beef mm-hmm. it's very limited in like new york strips and ribeyes the beef and pork is shrinking for selection it's like it, it's because we're it's getting bad. all these attacks on food plants and planes crashing oh, into food plants and stuff and i gotta i gotta mention one thing about the democrats lying right now this yeah. budget bill that mccarthy has mm-hmm. and if someone out there knows rosa delora if she could take my phone number off her calling list <laughs> she's she sent me three voicemails this week to automate a thing to come to our town hall meeting. Yeah. But this budget is telling everyone the Republicans are going to trash the veterans health care system. They, yeah. And there's nothing further from the truth. Yeah. There are 85 Republicans in Congress and 80 um, percent of them are Republican. And all they're doing with this budget is trying to freeze spending at last year's level and give a one percent increase. So that means they're going to maintain last year's budget, but not expand any government resources. Yeah. That's not slashing and killing the veterans' health care, right. which is the biggest. Right. And the Democrats are out there screaming about it. Rosa Dolores screaming about well, it. Sure about, and they, and not, the media is carrying the water for it. I mean, you know how you, you know. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I so so much of this, and you know this. So much of this is totally outside of our control nothing we can do about it so i'm i'm going back to what i know to be true which is the bible and the bible says don't don't worry about anything instead pray about everything that's it i think more prayer and tucker said that on his on on his talk at heritage the other day uh last week when he said you know maybe it'd be better if we just all prayed for 10 minutes a day for the country how about that and and i think that's really i mean because i don't have and you neither one of us is as gifted and talented as we are neither one of us has any ability to change this and I'm just not going to get caught up in, in the gloom and doom of it. I'm going to I'm the gonna only press way forward. we're going to change this. I'm counting on the American people. And and we're never going to see the white of their eyes. So we're not going to change it like the old school way. So, I, like I said, self-reliance, believe in God. Yeah. And self-reliance. I'm all about I self-reliance. Mean, we're, we're stocking up on food. We're, you know, maybe we're going to expand our garden this year. I don't know. You grow your fruit and vegetables. You could buy fruit trees at any home supply yeah. store. Yeah. If you grow your apples, peaches, plums, cherries in Connecticut, yeah. grow all your vegetables, you will save on half your food bill a year. Well, you know, it's funny It'll you mention that because I got probably a half an acre of unused yard, and, and uh, I, I, I could easily fill that with fruit trees. I grew peaches so easily in Middlefield and plums. Really? The apples and the cherries were tough because the shrews would eat the roots of the trees. Yeah. And the trees would die. But if you, if you could grow your own fruit and your own vegetables, 
you and that'll be a, a commodity to trade if it ever gets really bad. You know, you've you've got me thinking that. I'm telling you, I'm sitting there, I'm thinking about my yard and going, Go I to could Lowe's. I could take that Lowe's. entire plot there and I could I could plant fruit trees. My Lowe's has trees right now for two hundred thirty seven dollars, six feet tall, with three dozen peaches on it, waiting for someone to pick up and plant in the ground. How many how many peach trees? Tree. How many? How many peach trees? How many apple trees do I need? I would get three or four of each. Three or four of each. All right, you've challenged you me. You don't have to buy the two hundred thirty-seven dollar four-year-old tree. You get a two-year-old tree, and two years you'll be growing your own fruit. My, and my dad like had peach bucks. trees for years, and they never were without peaches for years growing up. I'll never forget that. You are hundred percent right. That, that's a great use for that property. I need to plant fruit trees. Have peaches, a little mini orchard. Plums. That's what I could have. Blueberries and strawberries. Anywhere in your yard. All right, I got a break for the news, but you have encouraged me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my own, my own fruit orchard. Thank you, Rudy. We'll be right back. Stay with us.